it is well i guess it's not super bowl week quite yet but i mean it's super bowl weeks you know pro bowl week oh yeah sorry i forgot about the more important game did you catch any of the skills competition today i had no idea it was even happening so no i did not i just caught some of the highlights right like they're doing dodgeball they're doing like the thread the needle one and like the they had like oh, a yeah. race too i mean it's just funny uh those kind of things so i mean mac jones was in it so i was all for it i wanted to see how he did he did okay so well yeah something that, that i <clears throat> because the Bengals made the super bowl Najee harris and deontay johnson were put on the roster in place of Mixon and uh uh chase i think so at least there was some Steelers news with the Pro Bowl that I can at least follow. But <laughs> there you go. I mean, I never really watched the Pro Bowl game. I don't know if I actually have ever watched the full game. Um, yeah. But I mean, nice to see some of our young guys get there. And yeah. At least they're seen a certain way in the league, at least. Um, right. But it is episode 88 this week. Um, yeah. I'm going with another tight end. I went with a tight end last week. I'm going with another one. I'm going All with right. Martel, Martellus Bennett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he uh, played for us for a couple of, couple of years, at least the one year where we won the Super Bowl against Atlanta. And mm. um, just, man, just a character. Hey, like He's just a f- interesting guy. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think there was, he got in fights in practice when he played for the Bears. Um but yeah, won a Super Bowl with us. I think he now he has like his own like, um, kind of like his own version of like Disney, like Imagination Unlimited. Oh. I don't know if that's what it's called. Interesting. Um, yeah, like him and his own. brother, or what? I think his brother does have like a part in it. Mm. But uh, I remember he talked on a podcast about it. And it's basically like he watched Frozen with his kid. And there was no black or African American representation oh, right. mm-hmm. in Frozen, so he was like, I do know what you're talking about now. So then he was like, oh, I'm going to go and like do my own thing. And I think he has like a lot of interest in like Japanese culture and um, just kind of like comic book types, uh, like anime um, entertainment. So uh, I think he is doing his own thing kind of related to that and puts nice. his own spin on it. So, yeah, good for him. Yeah, nice. good tight end. Um, he actually played really good that year because Gronk was out and. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent weapon. So, Martellus nice. Bennett, Marty B. <laughs> um, I got, I also have a tight end. And he was probably the best rookie tight end this last year. Um, I think. Pat Fryermuth. I mean, uh, people will probably argue Pitts, but I don't know how many times Pitts got in the end zone. Like once. I think Frymuth got in way more. <laughs> yeah, Fry, yeah, Frymuth had a lot more touchdowns. Uh, I'd have to look at their yardage and things and receptions, but I imagine they're pretty close. But yeah, no, I mean, Pat Frymuth was a great pick by the Steelers in the second round. Really, he would have been far and away the best tight end in that draft if Pitts wasn't there. And so, um, but yeah, Frymuth is my boy, and I think he's going to be really good for a long, long time. So, I think so too. That's that's the guy. Um, alrighty, well, we got we just have two games to recap today, so why don't we just jump right in? You know, and shorter cool. list every week. 
yeah, we're getting down there. Both of these games were super close. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start with Bengals and Chiefs, where it wasn't really close to start the game. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the Bengals were were out right at the beginning. I think I texted you or or maybe it was my brother, and I just said, "Hey, like, Bengals are kind of getting handled," and we kind of expected it. Mm-hmm. But I texted yeah. Kent and said, I texted my brother and said. Like it was when the Chiefs went up twenty-one, three or whatever. I was like, the Bengals never had a chance in this game. <laughs> like, like that yeah. was a that was a legit text that I that I sent. There was a there was a better who put like a huge amount of money on when it was that score, like when it was twenty-one to three or whatever it was, uh-huh. and it, like on the Chiefs because basically he was going to win like an like he put a, a large was it two hundred thousand to win ten thousand. Okay. Anyway. But basically, saw it as an opportunity to get a quick 10k. Yeah, and right. Ended up losing it. <laughs> just brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Chiefs looked really good in the first half. Um, I think the first thing from the first half that I really took away was that decision they made to go for it at the end of the half Awful. and not take not taking the field goal. Um, and I don't know if that's just I don't I don't know if it was necessarily greedy because what I from what I understand in the play was that Mahomes was well it was greed because Mahomes was supposed to go through his progression or just even look at the first read and if it wasn't there he was supposed to throw it away yeah um, but he decided to take the chance throw it out into the flat to Tyree Kill obviously the the time runs off and he gets tackled in bounds and I mean they they don't have enough time to they don't have any timeouts and they don't have enough time to Man, but they even showed the they even showed a video of of Mahomes like trying to call a timeout when that play was over, even though the time was expired, and he full well knew they didn't have a timeout. So I'm not really sure like if he just short circuited in his brain or like if he thought there was a timeout or if he thought there was right. more time left. Like yeah, he, he it was just really he was odd. Like throwing it into the flat, and then he's like, "Oh, I should just get a timeout. Like I should try and recover was, from this." But it's yeah. And what's crazy is that three points that you pass up on. And that's the thing about like Bill Belichick, right? Like Bill Belichick in that situation takes his points, goes into half, gets the ball back, and tries to get the the double score opportunity. And I mean, it's crazy that this game came down to three points, right? Because if the Chiefs hit that uh-huh. field goal, take their points, and even if the second half plays out the exact same way it did, they would end up winning by yeah, they would have at least had that three. Yeah, and I think I think it's the case of like we have Patrick Mahomes, so of course we're going to score a touchdown here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean is kind of okay to think, right? But then you have to you have to execute. <laughs> but like I think I think the Chiefs hubris got in the way there. Uh, <laughs> like where they were just like, oh yeah, we're the Chiefs, we're going to score a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I really think that's what happened. Um, and yeah, obviously they didn't get anything and they got stopped. And uh, then Patrick Mahomes looked like one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen in the second half. <laughs> yeah, just rough. Hey? Like, like just wild the half, the two halves this guy had. Yeah, because yeah, he looked great in the first half and that second half was just mm-hmm. brutal. Um, but I mean, credit to the Bengals for hanging in there and getting some interceptions who had them we had bond bell with an interception and we had uh bj hill um just hey and you know what um 
yeah, like the Bengals kind of played the Chiefs like teams were earlier in the year, like where they were kind of just dropping eight and like only rushing three. And then Mahomes, I think Mahomes all second half was trying to find the big play. Like I think earlier in the year, that's kind of what they had said was their problem when they were struggling was like they was trying to rely on the big plays like he always has and they weren't there. Then when they started winning again, they were kind of taking what the defense was giving them. It seemed like the Bengals adjusted from the first half and decided, okay, we'll we'll just play coverage. And I think Mahomes was like just trying to look downfield. And uh, at least that's the feeling I got. So yeah, no, I'd I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. They changed their um, strategy. But man, these these Bengals, these rookies. I mean, like you were commenting before we started recording, right? Like now they're they're dedicating this run to uh, Harambe, right? Yeah, they're, they're gonna win it for Harambe, baby. They're um, I mean, they're looking good. Joe Mixon with uh, 88 yards, uh, Higgins 103 yards, six catches, Chase a touchdown for 54 yards and six targets. Uh, that was it a screen to to P Ryan where he he took yeah. it to the house, kind of a mm-hmm. that was that was a a huge like motivation boost play that just kind of put him on the right track and um i mean i don't really have anything else to comment about the second half like i mean no but with the pressure hitting a because i think the play leading up to the kick was a, a sack that mahomes took right like he mm-hmm. took kind of this like um easy field goal and, and got pushed all the way back to um uh, a more difficult field goal attempt i think it was over 40 yards or so 44 yards or 45 yards. Anyway, um, clutch kick by Butker to send it to overtime. Um, and the Chiefs win the coin toss, right? Like, Yep. But the difference so this time is that game we game over, right? Defense. <laughs> yeah, that's what we all thought, right? Mm-hmm. And in this case, like you said, Mahomes wasn't looking like he was in the first half and takes that deep shot downfield. I thought Jesse Bates made a great play on the ball to – and I, and I don't know if that was intentional to tip it towards that other defender or if he was just trying to break it up. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Um, but I thought Bates had a great play on that ball. And then uh, the interception that came or that that uh, came right after that and then driving down the field to hit that field goal. Again, a rookie kicker in McPherson. Um, big moment, big kick. And the freaking Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It's Man, unbelievable. I was... I saw this funny tweet where it was like, I think it was from a Browns fan. Maybe they're like, of course, another AFC North team has like a money kicker. <laughs> Cause they yeah. were just like, there's like, of course they already got Justin Tucker and Chris Boswell. It's like now freaking McPherson's yeah. like turning into a boss here. But yeah, man, I hate, I hate how likable this Bengals team is because I, I'm not supposed to like them. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, like, coming out of college, I like Joe Burrow. So, like, you know, Same. him going to the Bengals was unfortunate just based on my fandom, obviously. But, like, I like Joe Burrow. And then uh, um, Jamar Chase is just a fun player to watch, and he's just kind of been a beast. Um, but, obviously, I'm going to be cheering against them in the Super Bowl. But it it, it it's nice that the that it's it's new blood. The Chiefs aren't there. It's just kind of a, it's like a breath of fresh air, you know? Yeah. It's what it used to feel yeah. like the odd time the Patriots would lose before the Super Bowl, which really never happened. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, is like it really speaks to how rare what the, the, the Patriots dynasty was, 
right? Because the yeah. Chiefs were kind of being written off as this, or not written off, but I mean, just deemed or crowned um, the next dynasty. Yep. But I, I think what we're seeing is that, so it's really, it's more difficult than probably what the Patriots made it look like uh, during that time because, I mean, what are we at? Where the, the Chiefs have been to the last one, two, three, four. Yeah, this four, was their fourth AFC championship that they that they hosted in a row, I think. And they're going to get one out of four, which that's tough, mm-hmm. right? That's a tough pill to swallow. Um, well, yeah, and especially but, like with how good they've been playing in that first half, like it just seemed inevitable that we were going to see the Chiefs there again. Um, yeah, and I'm, man, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to bag on the Chiefs. I, I honestly think they'll be back in the same oh, game 100%. next year, right? Um, so yeah. I'm not trying to say that the window's over, that the, the dynasty or whatever they've created is dead. I just, it's, uh, I mean, you know, one for four, that's, that's not what you want, right? You want to be able to get to a, a couple more. And I mean, they played some good Super Bowls and, um, yeah, some really good championship games, but yeah, like this, this young Bengals team is, is so like fun to watch. Sorry. What were you, uh, what were you going to say? Oh, sorry. This was kind of an unrelated point, but we were talking about that Patriots dynasty, but I heard something today and it kind of reminded me, which is kind of crazy. If you think about it, the pit, like between the, uh, 2004 Super Bowl and when, and, uh, the Super next time 49. the Patriots, yeah, the next time the Patriots went to the Super Bowl against the Giants, it was like, it was like oh, yeah. nine years or something. Yeah. And, it's just crazy if you think about that, because technically that that would be considered a player's prime, but how how old Tom Brady was during that time, right? And then, well, but, yeah. it was, so but it was, but it was after two, that. There was two thousand four. Uh huh. Then we went back in two thousand seven. Oh, okay, two thousand seven. Well, then for some was, reason, then there was two thousand eleven, and then there was two thousand and fifteen. Okay, maybe it was like between wins. I guess maybe they were saying. Uh, oh, because yeah. there was those couple losses to the Giants in there. But anyway, it was it was just kind of interesting point because like you know when Tom Brady was technically I guess in his prime, you want to say like they didn't have as much success as he did when he was <laughs> in his thirties. You know, like yeah. just yeah. Anyway, sorry, just kind of unrelated, but it was just kind of just kind of like you, you just don't really think about that very often when you think about the Patriots how there actually was quite a long while there before they won their next Super Bowl, you know. Right. And, he, and um, you take into account the um uh they they lose to the Broncos in the uh AFC championship game for Super yeah. Bowl fifty. Um they uh Tom Brady is out the entire year, the year that the Steelers go play the Cardinals right. and win, right? Right. So I mean, you know, those two years could have easily gone different ways. But I mean that's that's the same thing with like um, I mean, like when we played the Rams and beat the Rams in the, the 2018 Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. if the coin toss would have gone to the Chiefs instead of us, I mean, we could have easily missed that Super Bowl, right? So, I mean, right. obviously things bounce a certain way. Um, uh, well, the only other thing, the point I was going to make was like just the wild three-year span or event, events that have occurred for Joe Burrow during that three-year time period where he wins a Heisman, he wins a national title, and now he's going to the Super Bowl. Just uh, yeah, like that's a lot that a lot of players don't get to experience in an entire career. 
Yeah, like he he wins that national title, then has like, you know, a terrible like his like rookie year. The Bengals aren't good, and then he like gets hurt, right? <laughs> and then uh, he comes back from that injury, and now he's in the super. Yeah, it's just kind of a just kind of like extreme high, extreme low, back to extreme high now. So yeah, um, and um, I guess we'll see how. Uh, we'll talk more about how the Super Bowl matchup will look, but um. Uh, yeah. Anything else about Bengals and, uh, and Chiefs? I think just that with all the talk of this of the overtime rules from the week before against the Bills, you see the Bengals, you know, don't win the toss and get a stop, and then so like, I still think I still think things need to be tweaked somehow. But then again, you see things like this, and you're like, okay, well maybe it's not so bad, you know? So yeah, um, yeah, I think I think so yeah. Too. That was just kind of my last thing is like it was kind of funny that it went to overtime and then it it happened the opposite way that a lot of people were complaining about from the week before, from times before. So Which will be interesting because I'm sure when people bring up the whole Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Bills Chiefs game and, and all the points that they make in that game, I think they're gonna go to that that very next game with the Bengals and the Chiefs and say, Okay, well look at what happened here. Yeah. This is why we keep the rule the same because this was the outcome, blah, blah, blah. So, right. but again, not to say that they can't adjust it slightly or, or to make some yeah. adjustments just to, to tweak it and make it a little bit better. I mean, they easily could do that and we'll find out, I guess, in the off season if they decide to. So, yeah. um, but exciting game, great year by the Chiefs. I mean, there was yeah. a weird post about how like everybody was doubting the Chiefs and I was like, I don't know who was doubting them, but. <laughs> yeah, there was, it was like, it was like a local, uh, it was like a local TV station in Kansas City. They like tweeted something like. Yeah, n- nobody believed in us this year, and and everyone's like quoting and being like, "You guys were the literal Super Bowl favorites all year long." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like even when like, even when stop. things were rough, even when things were rough for them, like I'm pretty sure you and even I had commented on this podcast. Like, we still anticipate that they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. That they're probably going to the Super Bowl. I don't. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That amount of doubt ever crept in. Um. So. Anyway, just uh, just kind of wild. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, well let's 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 hop over to this other game. We have the okay, Saint. Uh, sorry, not the Saints. We have the 49ers at the Rams. And this was another interesting game where it looked like the Niners were going to pull it off. They went up by ten in the third quarter. Was it? Yeah. 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 They were up. Uh, Seventeen seven, and then the Rams were able to um, score thirteen in the fourth and come away with W. Yeah, I mean, I think this game had maybe not as much drama when it comes to like certain plays that decided the game. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of a couple like. Um, I mean, the first thing that really comes to my mind when I'm talking about this game is just the – I thought Matt Stafford played pretty good. And, I mean, just the connection and the clutch yeah, um, chemistry that's there between Cup and Stafford to make the big plays there. And, I mean, even Odell. Like, Odell is such a reliable wide receiver, too, in that offense. Oh, man, yeah. Odell's looking uh, really good. And, um, yeah, they just – they make the big play when you need it. So, like, when the 49ers would be getting some stops and making plays on defense, I felt like that momentum or any, 
you know, momentum they built up from the success that they were having along during drives. Um, would just get killed when a cup would make a, a big time play or, or Stafford would make that big time play. So, um, something to watch for in the Super Bowl as they advance. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, this was, this was kind of it for him, right? Like if he wanted to stay in San Francisco for another year, he was going to have to play a fantastic game. He was going to have to get him to a Super Bowl. He goes 16 for 30, 232 yards, two touchdowns and, a, and an interception. And I thought that for most of the game, he did a good job managing it, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, playing okay but again it, it kind of fell apart at the end there for him and uh obviously from the sounds of it he's no longer going to be with the team they are working on a trade to get him out of town potential pittsburgh Steeler, which i actually think would be a nice fit but we'll we'll see what what happens mm-hmm. um i think and i think debo samuel played his way into a huge contract a huge payday oh yeah that guy is a jack of all trades like, we never, the like we've hardly ever back. seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to talk about the very last play at the end of the game there. Uh, any <laughs> other plays in particular that you want to talk about in this game? I mean, well, you know, I guess one thing I wanted to mention is like being a Steelers fan and loving TJ Watt, like I do. And I definitely think he's, the defense player of the year this year, but I always heard the Aaron Donald hype and I probably didn't watch a lot of Rams games. Like, you know, I didn't like specifically tune into Rams games, but I think, I think these last couple Rams games, I've really seen like the impact Aaron Donald has, even when he's not uh, necessarily getting the tackle or the sack. Um, yeah. You know, like I think I've noticed it more just cause I've actually sat and watched a Rams game rather than just red zone or whatever. Um, and I think that's just one one takeaway I guess from this game was just kind of seeing how how he can wreck a game even if he's not like I said getting the counting stat. Um, yeah. I mean the guys yeah. the guys phenomenal and for like a guy that's kind of considered undersized for his position too you know like he's just a beast. Yeah, and I guess that kind of leads into the, what the last play looked like right like right. that last drive. I mean, the opportunity was there for San Francisco to drive down, get into field position to, um, you know, kick a field goal to tie. And I mean, what I thought was peculiar was if, like, why not go to Debo and Kittle? Like, those are your go-to guys. And I think they yeah. called some questionable plays um, at the end there that kind of fell apart. And it kind of forced Jimmy to try and make a play, which, I mean, that might not be the guy that he is. Um and uh, like you were talking about Aaron Donald, he gets through, gets to Jimmy, forces that interception at the end there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, again, like, San Francisco doesn't have a bad offensive line. They have a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. And um, I worry for the Bengals because if Aaron Donald yeah. can do that kind of stuff against a good offensive line, what is he going to do against a bad offensive line? Because, And I don't think it's a, a secret at all that the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line isn't that good. Uh, we all know that. We know that with mm-hmm. the fifth pick in the draft, they were looking at taking a lineman because they desperately needed one. And part of the reason that Joe Burrow's injury was so bad and part of the reason that he had nine sacks in the divisional round was because of the offensive line play. So 
I don't think the Jamar Chase was uh, choice in the draft was wrong. I think that was a great pick, and I think that's going to pay dividends for a long time. It just may not get them the Super Bowl this year. You know, like I think it might be something they have to get in the near future here to get back to the Super Bowl to win, because that might be the thing that Aaron Donald's able to have a big game, kind of like the Von Miller game. Yeah. Super Bowl 50. That's kind of what I'm thinking could happen. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a big factor for sure with that Bengals offensive line. But the Rams get to play at home second year in a row. We have a, a football team getting to play for a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Although technically yeah. they're the away team, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting because I, I texted you earlier in the week that like we had never had that happen before last year, and now two years in a row it's happened. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny that way. Um, um, yeah, I, again, when it comes to the Bengals, the Rams, I really like Stafford's story. I like kind of what this Rams yeah. is, even though, it, like I said, it pains me to say it, but I think Ramsey probably deserves a Super Bowl. I know Donald oh. deserves one. <laughs> one thing I wanted to like say about are... Ramsey, sorry, in this game, uh, I think it was right before half, maybe uh, Robbie Gold hit a hit a kick, and then oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey was trash talking him. I'm like, dude, this is a kicker, man. Like, stop. You're making a freaking fool out of yourself. Was it because Gold was doing the whole kicking thing over their team and warm ups or something again? Like what he did at. You know what? Bay, was that the reason he was mad? I'm not sure what it stems from, but like, as a defensive player, you can't trash talk a kicker. I don't care. Like, yeah. that's freaking anyway. And but Jalen Ramsey's the type of guy who would do that. He would he would probably trash talk his own grandma if he if she was <laughs> making him mad. So. Um, oh man. Well, anyway, we'll sorry about the Super Bowl matchup. We, we yes. Two games. I think we've been completely spoiled in this year's playoffs like we've had so many good games oh yeah um, after that after that wild card weekend it's been uh it's been great I, I think they said the last six games have been decided by one possession yeah yeah because all all four last weekend and then both or the weekend before and then both games this last weekend so um, pretty um, wild. yeah we'll have a good one but one thing we do want to touch on to as we kind of segue into a new um segment here yeah. Is, uh, we have some coaching changes going on, guys getting jobs. There was rumors about Harbaugh leaving Michigan. Yeah, and it sounded like a done Michigan. deal. And then he didn't. He went back. So, I mean, it's been pretty exciting. But the, the big thing that's going on um, is the Brian Flores news, right? Yes. So, obviously, and... teams are – sorry, yeah, maybe. Oh, go no. Go ahead. No, I was – yeah, I th- I thought maybe you were done. Go ahead if you want. Um, really, the point I was making was basically teams are interviewing. Um, the Rooney rule is in place, which incentivizes, from what I understand, teams to interview African-American co- uh, coaching options. Yep. Um, I think there's like a financial benefit or compensation picks that are dealt out for potential hires. hires. Which, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um Anyway, um, okay, for me, so here's the thing, and maybe I'll ask you this question. Uh, yeah. My top three candidates that I would want coaching my team are, well, maybe there's four that I would want. I would want, I would want Harbaugh. 
Uh, obviously, he's staying at Michigan. He's not coming. Um, Brian Flores, obviously, I'm a little bit biased as coach New England. I like him. I think Byron Leftwich has done a fantastic job yep. in Tampa. Um, Eric Bieniemy, yeah, obviously, is a, a top candidate. I don't know that much about him, but obviously, like you watch Kansas City, um, he's doing things right, right? Like it's really not that hard to tell. Um, and then the last one. Was that four? Yeah, those are the four that I would want. Yeah. I don't want Kellen Moore. Um, I mean, I wish I had Josh McDaniels still. But anyway, he's gone. <laughs> um, but those are kind of the four guys I would look at. Um, yeah. That I think are like kind of the top candidates. But I mean, obviously, a lot of these other guys are getting jobs. Um, Doug Peterson just got a job today. Uh, yeah, which is, which is asinine because they were going to hire Lethwich, but then apparently... They didn't get rid of their, I don't know if it's their GM or some, this Balky guy or whoever. Uh, and then, so Leftwich basically told them he was out. And, which to me is just wild because Byron Leftwich gave that franchise so much when he was their quarterback. Yeah. Like, that and. been like a match made in heaven. Hey? Oh, that yeah. And it, yeah, it would have been such a cool story. And I, I think they, I think they F that up big time, man. Like, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not sure. I know Doug Peterson was pretty good for a while. He won a Super Bowl. Like it might, it might just work out. But I think they really screwed up not getting Leftwich in there. They were bad right after that Super Bowl. Like they weren't good. Right. Things oh yeah, fell for sure. Fast. Right. Big time. Um, okay. So the uh, office is obviously going on. People are getting jobs. Um, personally, I, I want Brian Flores to come back to New England. And with Josh McDaniels leaving, we do need a succession plan. And I would actually prefer Brian Flores to be that guy. I don't know what's going to happen there, but that's just something I want to throw out there. Yeah. Because um, I, I was upset when he went to Miami because I really liked him. I wanted him to stay, but I also thought right. he was a good enough coach that he deserved an opportunity. And, I mean, he had he had winning seasons in Miami, and Miami was dysfunctional. Like, he was able to win amidst the chaos. So, um, yeah, and I think, anyway. I think to kind of clarify – a little bit and I'm sure people know um, is that obviously Brian Flores is um, filing a lawsuit against the NFL for their hiring practices um, which makes sense because I don't know if you know the specifics I'm sure you've heard this Ben but apparently Bill Belichick texted Brian Dable to say congratulations on getting the Giants job or he was going to text Brian Dable, but he texted the wrong Brian, and he texted Brian Flores. And and this was before Flores had even had his interview with with the Giants. So so clearly showing that the interview that he was about to have with the Giants was a sham. Yeah, it was, it was just a sham interview, and they were just they were just going to interview him for the sake of the Rooney Rule. Which now this brings up my next point, which the I understand why the Rooney why the Rooney Rule is there to interview minority candidates and try to get more minority coaches in the league. But that alone obviously sets up this situation where GMs probably already have their guy in mind. And so a lot of these, a lot of these uh, interviews are probably just for show, which is just something that's going to happen because of the way this rule is. But I think the rule is a good thing because it, it makes, you know, it probably gives guys interviews that wouldn't normally be interviewed. But maybe that's kind of the bad thing in the first place is that 
nobody's looking at these minority guys thinking uh I just think the traditional thought is maybe a minority <laughs> is not a good leader compared to someone who's not, which is total BS. But I think just traditionally that's the thought. And so that's Brian Flores' gripe, and I understand it because it does seem, with Mike Tomlin being the only black coach in the NFL right now, head coach, yeah. that seems a little weird. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially when three of the four guys that I would prefer to have coaching – like if I'm a GM, the guys that I'm targeting to go get, three mm-hmm. of those four guys that I would want, or at least three of out of five guys that I would want, are black. Um, yeah. And and, my, and the top candidate being Brian Flores, and 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 Byron Leftwich might actually be the the second guy that I would want. Former player has had recently won a Super Bowl. Um, obviously worked with Tom Brady. Like I mean. Yeah, he I mean, and you, you he and Flores and the enemy. Yeah. Big time. And I mean, and like, look at like who these guys have been coaching under, right? Like they're on Andy Reid's staff. They're on Bruce Arian's staff. They're on um, Bill Belichick's staff. Like these yeah. guys have, they come from good coaching trees. So it's, I don't know, for me, it's almost like a no brainer where it's like, these guys would be great coaches where it's like, oh, Doug Peterson. It's like, oh yeah, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. And what else? Like, I mean, then the franchise fell apart. Right. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think, so. uh, I think obviously it's a super nuanced conversation. Um, and, you know, maybe two white guys aren't equipped to <laughs> go in depth here, but, uh, probably but, not. Yeah. But it, but it, <laughs> but I mean, we can say as much like, you know, it does seem like hiring practices in the NFL probably are still a little bit, um, <laughs> on the side of the white man and uh yeah it's just it's just very interesting and but i guess i guess another wrinkle as well was didn't i think flores said that the gm of the dolphins offered him extra money to lose in that first year and then apparently right. hugh jackson came so, out and said the same thing about the browns when he was their so coach before, before we get into that I just want to ask you bill belichick's text to brian flores when he meant to text brian dable Mm-hmm. accident or calculated i think it was a complete accident you do? um the, i have a part of me that believes it was calculated because the day that this all came out mm-hmm. it just so happens to be the day that tom brady officially announced his retirement right and i mean part of me thinks bill is going to retire soon so part of me thinks that he is just like you know Burn lighting, it all on, <laughs> lighting it on fire before he leaves <laughs> yeah maybe not i mean he's getting old maybe he's forgetful anyway um just wanted to, to ask you that so yes <laughs> go back to this uh, uh flores and uh hugh jackson yeah and yeah and if you to lose if if you also think about it too uh david coley who was the the texans coach for one year basically was just set up to fail Basically, the point was teams seem to bring in these black head coaches to, like, lose, and then they fire them and bring in the guy they really want. And so, you know what? I can, like, I think Flores has some gripes here, and I think there's legitimate, <laughs> you know, biases, racism definitely happening in the league still. Uh, anyway, point being, I can see what Brian Flores is saying. 
who knows if anyone will want to hire him while this is going on, but I think a team should. I, do. I think I, I think he's him. a great I think he's a great yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he's a great coach and I think I think uh anyone would be lucky to have him and give him another shot. So I think honestly bring him back to New England, have him be the defensive coordinator for another year or two, and then when Bill's gone, let Brian Flores take the reins and uh go yeah. from there. I mean I think that would work great, but I don't know if that'll happen. Um, okay. Okay. That's about it for the coaching stuff, right? The last thing yeah. we want to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about uh, something near and dear to your heart. <laughs> well, I mean, it used to be near and dear to my heart, let's say. No. Yeah, fair enough. Kidding. So Tom Brady officially retires from the NFL. Um, he has a long uh, Instagram post uh, multiple pages uh thanking many people for the success that he's had in his career um, all the good times things like that um not one mention to the patriots organization to bill belichick to the crafts to to anything really um although <laughs> i mean i think he did when when he did leave new england i believe there were some some words said about the crafts, about the Patriots when he did go to Tampa. So, I mean, it's not like he hasn't said anything in the past, so whatever. But, I mean, it'd be nice to be mentioned, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah so I think, Tom Brady, Tom uh, sorry, gone. Just, uh, just, just one note on that. It got, I think maybe that shows, like, you know, how uh, the, the relationship there was probably fractured more than anyone even realized. And not that, you know, obviously then he – then he kind of shouted out Bill Belichick and other people later on, did he not? Um, right, and Bill Belichick shouted him out. They both called each other the goat. So I mean, it's yeah. But again, so, it's like they can probably both still admit that. But you know, maybe like you said, the relationship was fractured. It was a twenty-year relationship, right? Yeah, I think over that time, things are you know feelings are gonna you know they're probably feelings hurt at some point. Like and I think I think also the organization and Tom Brady probably both saw had different goals or like, you know, they both were kind of ready for a change and maybe uh, one just didn't handle it as well as the other one would like to. Anyway, I think like, I think it's pretty normal stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, like I don't think it's really too big of a story. I think it was well-documented when he left. And, uh, and here's the thing. If, if Tom is still in new England, the last two years we don't get mac right right um and uh i'm i'm very excited for mac jones and very pleased with the year that he's had i don't know if he wins rookie of the year but i mean i know he's a, can- a candidate for it and i i also find it interesting that the, the two quarterbacks that we grew up watching and that co- like quarterback our team for i don't know all of our fandom really mm-hmm. um retire in the same year right like they both are yep and they're going to be inducted into the hall of fame the same year and it's just kind of yeah it's interesting (laughs) yeah so i mean i'm not like a lot of people are out there posting all these like things about tom brady but like like i was saying to you i was like to me he's been gone for two years already like yeah right I've, i've already i've already been down this road i've already um had those uh moments to miss him and yeah uh, feel bad or whatever people are feeling right now about not having him anymore but 
um, fantastic career. I mean, like in in Belichick's post, that he he indicated basically that Tom entered the league as 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 humble as you can be, right? As a as a sixth mm-hmm. round pick, and as a uh, is he the fourth string quarterback that they kept on the roster, or the third string? I can't remember. Um, and then he just worked his way into it, and ultimately became the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, in the post, he said he's the greatest, the best football player of all time. And uh, hmm. I thought that was interesting too, because you know, it's if you say Tom's the best athlete, he's not, right? Right. Um, but I mean, when you think about football players, obviously players all play different positions, and um, I don't know. I, from the tone that I was getting from that was basically like his ability to compete, um, uh, his work ethic, and, and ultimately like his his winning, right? Like he he won. Well, yeah, exactly. He's just a winner. And in the big in the big moments too, and so. Um, but I know that you can officially oh. take a deep breath, sigh of Bo- relief. It's like the boogeyman finally left my closet. You know, it's like. Okay. No, Finally, but we also need to take into fa- into account that Gronk most likely is gone now. Um, oh yeah, AB took shots at Tom Brady uh, after everything went down, so I, I doubt AB gets another job. So I mean, he's out of your life. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Le'Veon Bell can run anymore, so he's got to be out. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is kind of just this guy that teams sign in emergencies very big emergencies (laughs) so is there anybody left in the league that you hate um hmm well somebody new yeah other than just division rivals and uh but in terms of like in terms of like personal vendettas that like people who you know have really like spurned me at every turn like tom brady's kind of that guy (laughs) well now you know how people felt about Kobe. Well, yeah, and that's what I that's kind of what I have to tell myself is like there was a Kobe ruined a lot of childhoods and Tom Brady also did the same thing. So, I I always say that about Kobe. I'm like, yeah, Kobe ruined a lot of childhoods and people are still mad about it. Well, that's exactly why I hate Tom Brady. Because yeah, there you go. He was he was in the way pretty much every time. And unless unless we get him to come back, I mean, it, we might have to go convince him <laughs> hey man if he wants to sign a one year with the Steelers I mean I couldn't I couldn't be that angry about it but <laughs> um but yeah no he's he's gone and uh it's weird because he had statistically he still had one of the best years of his career maybe the best <laughs> this last year so uh it's kind of it's kind of funny but obviously he's 44 it's just time he probably just I bet his wife wants him to retire big time too. That's probably a big part of it. Yeah, so. I think he said by age forty-five, like he wanted to be done. That was his. He wanted to get to that point, which I mean, I think he turns forty-five in August. If I know when his birthday is, but I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, he's at that point. And one of the recent things I've seen on Twitter that I've really found hilarious is you know how uh, Max Kellerman on like first take. <laughs> talked about the cliff right the cliff was coming yeah he's gonna fall off the cliff the, well, the cliff that we saw with peyton manning right um mm-hmm. somebody commented that peyton manning retired seven years ago which is kind of wild that that was that long ago um anyway 
basically Kellerman gets on Twitter and, and basically says, you know, well played at Tom Brady, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, you can't fall off the cliff if you never get to well, the man. edge or... And he right, never, like, yeah, he never did fall off, and that's that's funny. He's just retired on on his own. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, like the cliff never really came. <laughs> um, okay, the Lakers are down one ten to one eleven. Two seconds left. Anthony Davis with the ball with the floater for the win. In and out. Oh come Game. on! Dang, sorry, I had to give that to you in real time here. Anyway. That's okay. Um. Yeah, I mean that's really. I guess that's kind of what we had to talk about tonight. Tom Brady's gone, and but I mean with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyler, Joe Burrow, the the future is pretty bright at the quarterback position. The we got some some new faces that I think will be very entertaining to watch. And now we get to wait and see who you guys get as the next great quarterback for your team. I mean, it was. It's fun to have a new guy. Like, like I've, I know I've said this before. Like, it's fun to have Mac and uh, watch him progress, and you know, to spend the draft capital on him to hope he is what you know the draft analysis is on him. And um, yeah, because I've gone, I've gone back and I've seen like if you could redo the the twenty twenty or the twenty twenty one NFL draft, like what would the picks be? And and I consistently see Mac Jones taking taken higher and higher by some other team, right? And so it just kind of feels like you got the right guy. And yeah, I'm excited to see who you guys end up taking in the draft or who you sign in free agency or I mean, just don't just don't walk out there with Mason Rudolph. I've heard rumors that you guys are you might walk, you might start the season with Mason Rudolph, but I really hope you don't. Yeah, Mason Rudolph needs to be out of there, man. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I guess that yeah, that's I think that's it for tonight. We uh, we'll do our kind of big Super Bowl show next week before the big game. But uh, yeah, was there anything else, Ben? You wanted to? Oh, enjoy the Pro Bowl, everybody. Yeah, uh, and also I think Ben's going to be leading a trucker convoy to Tom Brady's house to get him to come back to New England. So, yeah, I think Drew Anderson is organizing it. I'm going to be on. <laughs> um, Kyle's going to get back on. He needs somebody to hate. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I gotta. I always have to have someone to hate, you know. So. There you go. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah, I think that does it for tonight. So we will see you again next week and have fun watching the Pro Bowl. Bye.